There's one. <gasps> so one. Wow. That's Someone how. really does not want to be here right now. Damn it. Welcome, Damn. guys. Welcome to Movies by the Letter, starring Jonathan Pietrofeza and Carter my, Green. Don't do my... Today's movies are... <laughs> and Nicholas Cody. Today's movies are... Yeah, we'll see for, We'll see about Interview that. with a Vampire, directed by Neil Jordan, starring Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. And Kate... I am a Cyborg, directed by Park Chan-wook. Who's it starring? Uh, yeah, England Empire, starring Laura Dern and Justin Company. Who is it directed by? Directed Jeremy by Irons David Lynch. And directed by Jay Irons. So, if this is William your first H. episode, Macy. our gimmick is we pick one letter and we each Terry select Cruz. gimmick. We we each select not one movie gimmick. from that letter. This is season one, episode. Uh, we call this the 16. early years. Mm. Yeah, this is. Uh, this is. This is the Bronze Age. This is the Stone Age of podcasts. This is like LeBron when he was in Cleveland. First, his first, first stint. Cleveland, yeah. His first stint in Cleveland. This is like, this is like. We're like the LeBron James of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. So let's get right into it. Yeah. What is your guys' favorite movie? I like Eraserhead a lot. No, of the bunch. Oh, none of them. Okay, episode. thank you guys for listening <laughs> and tuning next Donate. time where Alright, um Tuning next time. No where more we... jokes. Alright, I'm really sick of jokes. Yeah, I we've been jokes. reading the mail, really the fan emails. They all say stop jokes. Stop so doing let's, the jokes. Let's get serious. So I was really no... enjoying it until Well, we have to talk about a joke. very serious film. No. Interview with the Vampire. What do you mean? What's with not the serious vampire. about it? It's 100% legit. Alright, Nick. No what's can... that movie about? What's that about? Um, Who's in it? Who directed it? It's directed by Neil Jordan. I, it, Michael. Michael Jordan. He's the Michael, Michael Jordan. Yeah, they of... call him the Jordan of <laughs> filmmaking. <laughs> It follows two, a gay couple of vampires. Well, no, start from the. What's and they, it? Gay couple. They adopt. What's it about? They They're adopt. Not gay. <laughs> it's about it. It's an interview. Okay, okay, I'll start over. With the vampire. may be a pedo, but he's not gay. Slave owner Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh, I forgot he was a slave owner. <laughs> I know. I was not expecting a slave uprising in this movie. But. They straight up. I did like the fact that they didn't sugarcoat it and like be like, "Oh, he's a nice southerner." No, he's literally a slave. He freed them. He did. Did he? Them. I yeah. think they just freed themselves. No, he their... freed them. <laughs> they uprose and he was like, "Yeah, you guys are free." What if I go? I don't care. <laughs> I'm a vampire now. I didn't realize he had a New York accent. I love Brad Pitt. Uh, he loves sucking dick. Jesus Christ, Nick. You didn't get when any... he meets his gay best friend, Tom Cruise, and he sucks him dry. The movie? Dude, there's nothing gay about it. You didn't even explain movie. why it's called Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> you didn't even start from the straight to the chase. Okay. didn't start from okay. the beginning. Okay, we'll start from the beginning. Maybe you should um, it's San Francisco. start with Podcasting Class 101. We're yeah, in you need San Francisco. For We're starting in San Francisco, the 1990s. A young face Christian Slater before his life was ruined. <laughs> before his nymphomaniac days. Before his nymphomaniac days. <laughs> he's Mr. Robot. He too. is. That's the best thing he's done, I think. What else has he done? Interview with the know. vampire. <laughs> nymphomaniac. He was in he was in Alone in the Dark. I don't know what that Are you alone in the dark? Is. 
I'm alone. Wait, wait, no, it's Are You Afraid of is that Dark? Go- is that Goosebumps? No, that's the no, that's the Canadian other one. version of Goosebumps. Do you know that had Ryan oh, Gosling that's, in it? Oh, is that the one that Guillermo del Toro did? No, made? that's Scary, scary Stories to Tell in Dark. It's yeah. all the same. No, Every horror movie is the same. Those are books. It's all about thrills and spills. And vampires I don't like them. Sucking They're each gross. other dry. All right, okay, are you gonna ask is this us? a horror movie? Um, there's a lot of sucking and fucking. Yeah, this is more. I would like to see the interview with a vampire adult version. This basically is it. XXX. And what did you guys think of this? There's movie? boobs in this. There is boobs in this. Oh, I forgot about the tit. There's Do you want? Of, you want me to go first? You go first. You go first. So I'm of two minds on this film. A tale of two minds. There's the side of me that's minds. like, you know what? Yeah, I'll do a Tom Cruise, young cursed mm-hmm. dunst, uh, Antonin- Antonio. She does not suck in this. I, I thought disagree. she was ah, terrible. Um, I, thought she was I like Kirsten Dunst as an actress, but I thought she was really bad. But, but yeah, really she's bad. naked, am I right? But you know, I was like, shut the fuck up. The one mind of me is like, yeah, sure. I'll. Chris I'll go for a Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Antonio Banderas, vampire, um, homosexual undertone movie. Yeah. Sure, why not? This is this is cool. And then there's another side of me that's like, whoa, this is this could have been something really excellent, and they really kind of dropped the ball on every single thematic element. This seemed to want to explore. I if don't you, know I, what happened. Cause <laughs> what. There's so much stuff with, like, they could explore homosexuality, they could explore abuse, they can explore, like, pedophilia, they could explore aging, and they kind of brush against it, but there's so much potential to tell a vampire story that deals with all that stuff in an excellent way. They focus on the weirdest things And they totally don't really deliver on it, which is a bummer, because I think this could have been actually something really great, and not just a... I'll admit, Goofy, this, Tom Cruise. this movie has some great things. I would say the makeup and effects are probably the best thing in this movie. I do like, yeah. Like, that I like scene, the, cop, I like the, the scene in the cathedral where he slices that vampire, <laughs> that's awesome. That's Goofy. Stan Winston did the effects for this, and if don't you don't know, know he's is. kind of a effects guru. If you've seen a lot of horror, you know his work. The master of effects. He's, his effects really shine in this, I would say. There's a lot of fires in this movie. Yeah. Three of them. <laughs> Three fires. We didn't start the fire. We Pitt did, though. Pitt kind oh, of... he started a fire. He started oh, a fire and slice and dice. Oh, he started a fire in me. But you know what? But as I was saying, I kind of dig the, like, really corny, over-the-top, like, almost, like, theaterish acting yeah. that they bring. Even though it, like... Tom Cruise. I don't know. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Yeah, like... Brad Pitt plays like a really emo, and Tom Cruise kind of just plays like an asshole, yeah. like prick. And I, I kind of, I, I enjoyed it. And then Antonio Banderas comes in, and he's who, the gayest. Whoever character. that <laughs> other guy who he's, he's with the- comes in and starts dancing around and stuff, and I was like, you know, this this movie's all right. I can. I'm fine with it. I'm so split on it. I enjoyed it. It kind of enjoyed it too. I enjoyed it all the way through. It's kind of like dumb fun. Yeah. I do think it goes on for a little too long. That's what I'm saying. The first half is better. It's a half hour time. It's like two hours. No, it's like 220. I'd say I enjoyed the movie more than the second No, I really don't think so. It is. I just watched it today. Pretty sure it's at least 215. No. It's 123. It's two hours and two minutes. I thought it was longer. No. 
Oh, but it's I literally still think it's too it long. I agree. I think the second half is weaker than the first. I would half. agree I, with that. I'm I disagree. I, I like loved the all the campy, over the top. Me too. TV. It's and just I just remember thinking like this is insane that like two of the biggest celebrities ever. This is really one of like drinking rat's blood. This is and drinking. No, like, no, no, no. I was gonna say that this is. It's like insane that this is kind of a crazy of like. Yeah. And like, it's so campy and Not blockbuster, and but triple-A movie. Like, it's a very top. strange release. There's so <laughs> many sets and massive set pieces. And it's just... Yeah. It's so... It's just a really campy movie. It, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's just like... very large I scale. I, I guess it could take itself seriously and be really great. But for what it is, I think I enjoyed it. There was a lot of moments I really liked, like... I loved this killing montage of the little girl killing people. Mm -hmm. I loved Me too. that stuff. I thought Kirsten Dunst was actually really good in this. <laughs> I loved all the stuff with like uh, just Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise acting over the top. When like when like deformed Tom Cruise come back comes back. <laughs> That's I really my like favorite. That. I love And then immediately gets burned down. I yeah, love like Jesus him Christ. popping out in the end in that car is so silly. That, <laughs> That's so great. I love Brad Surprise Pitt's Cruise. like over the top struggle with like oh i shouldn't suck people's blood and, and like, then he meet the first person he does as a child yeah. yeah like what the fuck see that's what i'm saying there's like chances to like explore ideas of like abuse of children and like leaving them in yeah. a state of youth and like and like her struggle with like wanting to become a woman yeah there's a lot of like that stuff is all interesting but it's not really it doesn't explored, as i'm yeah. saying it's that's kind of what bums me out about this movie is that there is there's something there, and it's like yeah, I think there's a lot. A more there. competent director, writer, whatever could have actually. I'm sure the book. But I really is, don't think that's what it was going for. I know that's. I just kind of part of me wishes it because it is there. You know yeah, what I'm there's a, there is there could potentially be a lot to it, but it's more like this epic vampire story, Here's, which is campy, and you get to watch Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, um, in order to survive, act really over the top and suck each other, suck. <laughs> Suck each other it's, off. It's, it's, this is a very gay movie. Yeah, can we talk about from that? The jump. They should have just had them be gay, if I'm being honest. It's the point is that there's. it's supposed to be like undertone. Yeah, the, the whole thing is like a metaphor I'm for sure the homosexuality. Book, I'm sure the book that it's based off explores all I've these themes. the book is like actually great. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure the book explores all these themes game. much more in depth. I'd actually be interested to read it. Because I think... You know, I'm fine if they go with the campy. Yeah, but it, and I, it I thought it was a very enjoyable experience. I, you mentioned the ending. I really liked the ending. I think it goes on the for, so when they fun. got to like the secret cult of vampires. Yeah, I thought that I, I thought that was like cool, but they didn't go. In I was depth. more interested in that than the. They spent a little yeah, too sorry. much time on it, and I wish they either spent more time on it and went more in depth, or just cut it back. I don't know. I, I think, think the way they, they ended it was perfect. With like decapitation. Yes, oh, that so stuff awesome. is so cool. Yeah, Stan Winston. I liked man. the idea of like the vampires or pretend to be vampires in the plays. And, like, yeah, that was cool. Real, like, I thought that yeah, stuff I did was cool. Too. And just like the whole like we've traveled around the world through all the ages stuff was cool. That's what I'm saying. They could have also done stuff with like the aging. idea of aging and yeah. like I that, but it doesn't. I'm, again, I'm sure the. Would have seen a movie. That he was in at the theater. Does does feel like a bit of a missed opportunity, but for what it is, Tom Cruise eats an alligator's blood. In order oh my to god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty cool. Just like stuff like and that. Kirsten and Kirsten Dunst dresses up as like an older woman, but she's still a kid, and that's mm -hmm. pretty funny. 
when she goes when they go yeah. to the play and she's like dressed as if she's like an older I'll be woman. Honest, but I did not expect her to die. That was something that pretty messed up. When that she's is pretty her, messed up. That's a pretty good she scene. She morphs. Actually. It's, it's very weird. <laughs> it's very surreal when she does her first like morph into the vampire. Yeah. It's a very odd, yeah. weird thing. Right now I just. I think probably my favorite part is the killing montage of her. That is funny. Oh, so funny. Nothing and then the whole thing with like Brad Pitt killing Tom Cruise, I really enjoyed. Yeah, and Matt, like setting. Okay, there's now so much fire in this take movie. this movie, but Travolta and, and Cage. That'd be incredible. No, that. And now that, you have a masterpiece. You have another mess. Yeah, I. I just thought the novelty of seeing Brad <laughs> of two of the biggest actors of all time. I want I'm off today. The novelty of seeing two of the biggest actors of all time and a child actor who ended up becoming a huge star, too. I disagree with you that she was bad in this. I think she was actually no, I really thought good. she was bad. She was nominated for a Golden Globe for this. She's a good actress. I, think I thought was... she was bad as a child in The Virgin Suicides, too. I haven't seen that. But okay, she was so. more of a teenager then. But, I mean, Jonathan Kalia is an amazing performance. I'm Agreed. a Dunst fan. But the least nah. attractive. Nope. Nope. Mary the Jane. Most oh, we're going into Mary this. Jane. The least attractive Mary Jane. I don't want to get into this. But the most attractive. Yeah. Over Emma Stone. Yep. Put her over oh Emma Stone. God. I was an Emma Stone fan, but I've changed. I've learned to accept myself, John, accept my feelings more. Emma Stone, Zendaya, Kirsten Dunst. No. Kirsten Dunst at the top. You just just admit you don't like mixed girls. It's fine. Okay. I'm not trying to get cast. Just say it. You hate black people. Look, listen, you've already made it abundantly I clear. I don't hate mixed girls. I just think and gingers. of the bunch. Yeah. <laughs> I think both Zendaya and Emma Stone are attractive, but my favorite is Kirsten Dunst. Well, you're wrong. It's okay. You can be wrong sometimes. I haven't really seen any of the Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man 2 is the best superhero movie. Which, You're wrong. Which Spider-Man no. was Emma Stone like? Spider-Man 2 isn't Amazing even the best. Spider-Man? The one Spider-Man 2 is the, the best. Spider-Man 2 about. isn't even the best Spider-Man movie. Spider-Verse you think wrong. was the best? Spider-Verse was cool. I gotta the rewatch story. Spider-Man 2, yeah. but... Spider-Verse is... scared. Spider <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack is bad. Sunflower is a good song, but the Sunflower rest is song... Sunflower is a good song, but it completely ruins an emotional moment when... Spider-Man has just died. I'm not scared! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that was one of the most awesome, like, theater experiences I've had seeing that movie. I had a When the entire family walked when in in the middle of it. entire family came in in the middle of the That's movie and was confused. Of, <laughs> literally at the maybe emotional climax. It was! Hey, it's another I movie. They, they came in and said... Into the Spider-Verse. They, they came in oh, and yes. were like... They but asked, they told us we were sitting in the wrong seats, and we were I like... I remember that. I would have said, up yours. I, we were like, clearly we're not. It's the middle of the movie. No, and those are seats. There was little kids running through the Oh my aisles. god, yeah, I remember looking over and seeing a kid and like dash by. Oh, I'm sorry, I had a great... I had a great experience. I mean, I'm just talking about like cool. seeing it on the big screen. Yeah. Maybe a little really, the Oh my god, you're such a baby. Whatever. I still really like that. Movie. I like roller coasters. Well, I guess we're done talking about interview with Yeah, what are the scores? Cool yeah. Yeah, honestly, um, if you want an epic towel with some campy acting, some campy act. Yeah. Like whenever they'd float, I thought that was funny. <laughs> it reminded me of like like um what we what do, we in, the do shadows, in the shadows, yeah. the show. 
Like has I love the movie. The movie's love so good. Love that movie. The show is really good, and the I show has some like show. crazy good production value. Like it really? actually does like the flying and stuff really well. FX has been really killing it with like the original series. Yeah, I, I like the Fargo one. show. Atlanta. I heard Atlanta's Fargo is good. Atlanta's so good. I'm so excited for that new season. Atlanta had um, the Fargo show has a. Like, Don Hertzfeld does animation for one of the Oh, episodes. really? It's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah, that was the short you showed me on the bus. <laughs> Atlanta feels like a Twin Peaks. Speaking of Don time. Hertzfeld, World of Tomorrow 1 and 2 are both excellent. I gotta watch And it, 3 man. is coming out soon. I have no idea what you're talking about. Have oh. you seen It's Such a Beautiful Day? No, I went to, though. It's amazing. One of the greatest animated movies ever made. Probably my favorite animated movie, quite honestly. End um, of Evangelion. No way it's better oh, than that. You that. said that I only watched the... Evangelion movie and not the show. No, I didn't. So he said. What? Never mind. We'll... That's what Hannah told me. Oh no. Oh well. So many rumors can spring. Oh no. I did watch the show. I did. I gotta watch the show. I gotta watch. It there, all, I gotta I watch Ozark season three after I finish Twin Peaks. I need to watch Ozark. Watch. I've heard something. Good I gotta watch Mr. Robot season four. Ooh, it's so good. And then after. <laughs> oh. I like getting, Ozark. I'm getting deep. I'm getting into television lately. Anything. I haven't. I'm not a huge television fan. I'm more of a mini series guy. I like mini series. I gotta watch The Last Dance. Heard Last I do Dance too. I just I saw heard an episode or two when my dad was watching it. And I thought it was awesome. I want to see Jordan talk about gambling and doing drugs. All right. Whatever. Anyways, Scores. Sorry. <laughs> sorry if it wasn't an ex We did say we talk about movies and yeah. everything in between. Yeah. yeah. If Did this wasn't an expensive <laughs> review, that's okay. It's just a fun movie, in my opinion, and I enjoyed it. What's the score? Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Seven. Ooh! I was between a five and a six when I finished, but then as time went on, I more learned to accept. I was pretty um, firm it, six. This would have been I've, a ten if uh, Brad and Tom kissed. I've learned... They, they like, sucked each other's necks. Uh, they didn't swap spit, did they? Swap I've blood. learned to accept Didn't this, they kiss? No. Learn to accept this movie for dreams, what it is. No, because they put blood in each other's Six. They did not put blood in each other's mouth. Okay, whatever. Next ten. movie. I enjoyed it. Moving on. They should have sucked and fucked. They only sucked. I'm a cyborg, but that's okay. I'm not talking about myself. Wait, what? I'm not talking about myself, oh. that is. I'm talking about the film by one Park Chan-wook. Can you not make noises? Of, of old boy fame, of movies. handmaiden fame, Eat, of... He made Thirst. Old boy Another so Another vampire good. movie. Thirst? Yeah. The one we watched? I gotta watch movie. the Vengeance trilogy. I do too. <laughs> Lady Vengeance? It's good audio. <laughs> there is a cool Arrow release of the Vengeance yeah, trilogy. I gotta get a I Universal Blu-ray No, the, I don't think all no, Arrows have to be. Not all, but most. My Including the Vengeance trilogy. I, I wanna get that audition with someone. I know their new Hodorowski box set isn't. Oh, they have a box. Oh, They're releasing El Topo, Holy Mountain. And Arrow's got some good, cool stuff. Arrow's yeah. awesome. Their covers are ten times better than Criterion's. They are most of the time. But some of the stuff they release is like. I don't think they have as many special. Because they're more, they're more focused on like genre. Yeah, picks. they're more yeah, focused they're on horror. Hits. Yeah, which is they cool. They got that Tetsuo like box. Dude, I want that really bad. Now. There's some things on Arrow I look at and like I would die happy if I had that. Then why don't you just buy it? Because like, they're wanna, gonna make you die. Because I don't want to die yet, Carter. Jones. Anyway, I'm a cyborg, but that's okay. Um, is it hard to kind of? <laughs> there's no real plot to this. Yeah, the girl. What are you talking about? It's yeah, pretty a plot. very loose Cracker. plot. Not, I didn't think so. Um, a girl. I didn't think so either. A girl that's thinks she's a cyborg. I she thinks it's pretty structured. Yeah. 
I disagree. But normal plot. Um, I disagree. Yeah, but I could follow uh, it. Yeah, I don't know what you're. Can talking. you let me finish? I don't know what you're on right now. But I'm on those batteries. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so uh, this girl, um, thinks she's a cyborg, or she is, depending on how you look at it. Um, no, it's clear that she's I don't. Think I'm joking. joking. <laughs> I was making a joke. That'd be a weird interpretation um, of this movie. Listen. You know what? She might actually be a cyborg. And she thinks she has to live off batteries and electricity to charge herself. Mm -hmm. It leads her to get um, committed to a institution where she meets another a cast of zany, zany characters. This is very accurate portrayal. Kind of yeah, like a very accurate portrayal. More flow for the cuckoo's nest. Kind of not. Yeah. But. Well, one and she meets a guy who. Portrayal. No, they're the same thing. A sort of kleptomaniac who, who thinks he's can has like these stealth powers and can like steal people's souls or something. No, like steal steal their personalities. Yeah, he stole personalities, personalities. Same thing. Like their personality. You know what I mean? Whatever. You knew what I meant when I said it. Wait, Could you stop patronizing me? I will sorry. walk out. <laughs> sorry that you've been wrong. And it's a it's a rom com. It is it a rom com. So unconventional rom com. We'll get into more plot stuff, but what do you guys think? You didn't even mention her grandma. We'll get, I said we'll get into more yeah, plot stuff. What'd I you really guys think? I liked it. Thought it was good. That was great. I really liked it. Not Sorry, better than me? Old Boy. Yeah, yeah. I did not like this. What? Really? Nope. Did Why not, not stick for me. Didn't think <laughs> wow. any of the humor, none of the humor really landed for me. Really? No, I thought this I movie was really funny. I thought it was a very sweet movie. I think the central romance right. is sweet and that's just about it. Really? I don't think it has much interesting to say about mental illness, nor does it no, really portray No, I don't think it. it's trying to say anything. No, I know. It's a very this. comical movie of Yeah, and that's the thing. I did not I, I did not think it was I did not think it was comical, so that's where it falls short. But even for me. then it's I extremely got, creative. I'm yeah, like, even then I, I didn't think it was like that funny of a movie. I found I, myself getting a little annoyed by I it. I thought the I thought the quirks were enjoyable. To I yes, did. Oh, well, I didn't. So and that's each, where we differ. Each character had their own little personality trait that I enjoyed. I thought that was great. The most interesting yeah. character to me I was really the it. male lead. Yeah, I agree. I think his stuff with be like feeling unseen, and that's what let him mm -hmm. steal is the most interesting thematically here. Yeah. And besides that, and the central romance, I didn't really. This kind of lost me at certain points, especially like with like points? some of like the CG stuff, like really kind of. No, I thought the stuff was intentionally like. I know, and I just didn't like it. You, you're telling me you didn't He's like a fun hater. I'll say one of my favorite things in this movie I didn't expect was the soundtrack. It's so good and catchy, like the yodel song. The yeah, yodel I like moment. So I did not like that. the bug yodel moment. What? Like what? <laughs> It's like the best part in the oh movie. Oh my god, we have a fun hater here. I'm not a fun I hater. I just thought it was a sweet movie. I, I thought, thought it was really sweet. And I totally see that. It just didn't, it did not, it never clicked for me. I wouldn't say it worked 100% for me, but. Yeah, I agree. You know what? I was feeling kind of the same way when it started, and then it grew on me more and more. And it, I think the scene where it grew on me the most is when she. she she murders every. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, I like I the wish. I like stuff. the wish fulfillment death fantasy because that's like that. Yeah. That's just that reminds you that this is a Park Chan Wook movie. I love that stuff. That stuff so, is so good. I guess I'm so the opposite good. where I kind of started invested and as it went along, it kind of lost me more and more. But really? even then, you have to get that this movie is extremely well shot. Like the first shot is immediately like. I don't think so. I think it's more well made than one shot. I didn't think it was well shot. Some of the stuff I thought was overexposed. 
Yeah, I did but not like, I don't necessarily care like about that, looks. but I thought it was a really well edited. And yeah, like everything. I think he's presentation wise. Yeah, he's a talented. Film he is. Maker, he totally is. This just didn't really work for me. He's great at editing and framing shots. So, I think that made a very enjoyable experience. Yeah, I, I love how each each mental illness patient had their own little quirk. Yeah, had that their was own really cool. So thing about that's them. like I feel like it's a. You kind of, it's hard to walk the line between like, just like laughing at people with mental, like making jokes out of people with mental illness, you know? When I think it's like a. Yeah, but it's so clearly. It's so a, I know, and I, it didn't, it just didn't work for me, and it like, it annoyed me kind of. But that like, it was just like, okay, it's just like, this is being quirky. It's like, look at these people with mental illness. Like, mental no, illnesses that aren't mental illness. I think it's like. I would like, say One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is a I've never seen more that. potentially offensive movie than this. I've never because seen Because it that. does kind of claim to be I, a more accurate I'm not saying this is necessarily like. I wouldn't. I don't know if. I, I don't wasn't, even know if I'd uh, consider like that's the main thing. I, I wasn't no, really. No, it's offend, not about that. I wasn't offended so by this. Movie. I just. Yeah, phenomenal. Movie. I just. I'm not sure like how I feel about like, like putting. A tether comedy based off of like these people in a mental institute when like the actuality of mental institutes is very dark and like kind of sad. Well, yeah, but and also this movie of... doesn't really exist in reality. Yeah, yeah, so, I know, but it, it, I don't know. I don't and know. That, that's why I think I didn't. It didn't bother me because it it's such a it's such a over the top portrayal yeah. of like the first person we see is like a commentary on like these cliche like here's the people that are locked in here and when we first see the doctor like approach her and be like oh yeah this person just makes up everything yeah <laughs> i like just all that stuff about how each person like the lady the the chubby lady who's like yeah cares about i do like how it makes and... it does turn make them kind of real people and it does like make them like sympathetic Yeah, like I saw myself but, caring about them. Yeah, but, like I, I don't. I just don't know how I feel people. about the representation. I, I was never laughing at them. I don't no. think. I mean, I didn't think the movie was super funny. But I didn't I think thought, I didn't really laugh once. I didn't. But, I didn't like. No, I didn't think it was funny. I more just smiled at it. Yeah, I thought it's there fun. were a lot of sweet, endearing moments throughout. I think the main romance is sweet. And the whole thing with her. Like I, I absolutely love the scene where he pretends to like open the door on her back. And yeah, that seems so good. Just mm -hmm. all that stuff with like him trying to figure out a clever way to make her eat, I thought was so sweet. And the stuff with her putting in the her grandma's teeth, like that stuff was like the so darkest saying, part of the I think the, the main two their mental illnesses. I think when that stuff is kind of fully explored, like her, like obviously I feel like. The like thinking you're, a, thinking you're, a, yeah. and like thinking you're a cyborg as a means to kind of explain your own deficiencies. Or I think she, like, I think what's it's trying to say she had like some eating disorder yeah. or something. Like I think is that's an interesting spin on that sort of illness. And I, again, and like, like all the rules of being a cyborg, you're not allowed to. Like, yeah, be I think that sad, that's what I'm saying. No when sympathy. when the, yeah, it's all to cope with the fact that. Her grandma is dying and is insane. And she yeah. came That's from what I'm saying family. is like when the mental illnesses are like really kind of fully explored and stuff. I think that's where this movie excels. But like the stuff around it with all the other characters, it seems like it was kind of just using it as like laughing points instead of fully exploring. They do explain like some of them. I know, but it's not. Nothing's ever yeah, really but I like. Didn't feel like I was ever laughing at yeah. them. I felt like it was more like they were just quirky. I know, but I think that's what it was like going for. Was like using them as like quirky humor. 
Because you care about, about them as characters. You never are, like, sitting at, looking at them being like, Yeah, like, this Just my laughing object yeah. and you'll be nothing more. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't guess. agree with that. I don't know. I just... I thought it was... It explored a lot of interesting ideas with family and mm -hmm. denial and mental illness being a result of your past. <laughs> and I thought the actual relationship between the two leads was very endearing and I thought incredibly sweet. That's and it, I just thought it was a pretty well-made movie and very enjoyable. So, I liked it. A lot of great musical numbers, too. Yeah. Like the Yodeling song? Yep, I really like the Yodeling I, it's song. It's so good. Because he steals someone's voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a so good funny. scene. Yeah, that's kind of that bug like yodel flying thing is kind of where I really started to check really? out. That's where I was like, I, I this is something. There was one she shot up the place that I really enjoyed. Jesus, because he's also really that. good at action. Yeah, like that's it was legitimately well done even when it was yeah. like action. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind of campy at times, but I thought for the most part most stuff is well done. But the CGI is goofy looking, but that's, it's really goofy, but it works. feels intentional. Yeah. I'll ask you one. Is she a cyborg? <laughs> no. Yes, because... Um, and I thought I, that, maybe she can... Um, that whole idea of... Identify as a cyborg. As really In this PC America, she can identify oh. as a cyborg. Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought that was just a really interesting way of showing denial of... illnesses. Yeah. Of, yeah. like, anorexia and... Whatever. I'm with you. Whatever baggage she had. But then why is it called I'm a cyborg? Because you, okay. you may have problems, have but it's okay. I do like the name. To love them. Like this the makes no sense. <laughs> I like the name of the movie as well. Um, oh, that's your biggest compliment. Wasn't my biggest compliment. Though. I'm a cyborg. All right, well. That's okay. Anything no, else? I don't no have really. Bread and, uh, John hates fun, but that's okay. No bread and Tom kissing zero time. All right, yeah, anything else to say about this? I'm kind of. Oh I kind of want to push it aside and forget about it. It ever existed. <laughs> I didn't hate it that much. Yeah. I just didn't really... I can understand where you're coming from. I don't from know. Though, I yeah. wasn't a fan. I'll say, I didn't like it more than Old Boy. Old I guess Boy it could be annoying. Well, Old oh Boy's like God. a masterpiece. Yeah, so. Old Boy's yeah. a borrowing 10. All right. I would say I would say Old Boy's a 10 for me. It's his movie... Okay, spoiler. <laughs> he edits his movies... In a way where it can be kind of hard to process information. I loved spoiler alert. the credit. It's a spoiler. It's literally the twist of the movie. Yeah, you did just completely spoil the main twist. Is it? What? Did you not? <laughs> Nick read the plot synopsis. No. That's like, thought, literally that's the like biggest one of the big, twist of the movie. I that's one of the biggest twists like I've ever watched. Oh, that that's my bad. That movie's fucking awesome. It is great. Handmaidens. Really you can cut that him. out if you He's want. He's just a really excellent filmmaker. He is. And sometimes he edits his movie. It can be kind of overwhelming at first and kind of hard to he process edit everything. You don't know if he edits it. I don't know. Well, he, he has an editor, editing style. Yeah. Like but even old voice like that. I loved the credits in this movie. The Amazing. opening credits, so cool. I agree. I love a good opening credits sequence. All right, right. Are we going to scores? Yeah, you guys go first. Yeah, I'll give it a seven movie. out of ten. Eight. I was between a four and a five. Um, four. Oh my god. Sorry. So much hatred for I'm a sorry. movie about love. I'm sorry. <laughs> Palm Springs is a better rom-com. No! 
No, it is not. I would disagree with that. Too. Not in the slightest. I even like Palm Springs. Springs. I forgot about thirty seconds after. It well, ended. I disagree with that. Palm Springs sucks. I'm in the middle. Of Give it up. It doesn't suck. It's just so generic and wrong. I disagree there. All right, this isn't Palm Springs cast. Well, I'm just want to say Palm Springs okay. is most overrated. Four, four, seven, eight. Okay, you can't call Palm Springs when you haven't seen every movie in 2020. Yeah, but that's the only movie I, I heard nonstop hype about. How yeah, Mr. Okay, Mr. King of Staten Island. Well, I want to watch King of Staten Island. I don't care about David PD P oh my God. P Davis. If you want to know my overrated movie, it's Invisible Man. I gotta watch Invisible, Invisible Man. Invisible Man isn't overrated. I feel like everyone's like, this was good. This no. is okay. Yeah, I never heard anyone like being like, wow, this is the best movie. I ever. heard that. Painted Bird, most overrated movie. I haven't seen it. That's the worst. I heard nothing about that. Genuinely, movie. one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It also didn't come out this year. Did it? No, it was 2019 release. Wide, if it wi widely like I said, if it wide releases during 2020, okay, well, you're a, you're a, you're a sheep. You're the cyborg. Sorry. You're the sheep. You're a sheep. If it's not by what Letterboxd says, The Assistant is the best movie I've seen this year. Okay, I don't care about <laughs> Why are we doing the Ozark Girl. Yeah, she's a fantastic actor. She's a great actor. I started The she's Assistant. So I really wanted to finish it, but I didn't get it to. Oh my god. I know, I really wanted to finish it, but I How got far busy. I think I got an hour in, but what I saw, I loved. Why did you finish it's it? There's like 20 minutes 20 left. Minutes, it's an hour and 25 minutes. <laughs> it's like, no. There's like 10 minutes left, and I'm done. I don't want to finish this. I think someone called me, and I got distracted, and I just never went back to it. How long was the phone call? It's an hour and 25 minutes. Well, I'm not You were literally past the climax of the movie. Yeah, and also when I got off the call, it was like 1 in the morning. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, what's next? Trust me, I'll finish. I don't think I can talk about movies with you guys anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're done. This is our last mean? episode. Anyways, oh, I, I forgot. I picked this one. <laughs> Inland Empire, directed by David Lynch. What's this one about? <laughs> Would you yeah, like? Yeah, How about we just read from Wikipedia? Don't no, no. Just no, I want to no, see I'll Carter do this. I want you to explain it, and then I'll yeah. read from Wikipedia. Okay, okay, I like as a this. Joke. Yeah. Uh, see how close you Inland are. Inland Empire is about an actress who. She's an actress, and she is in a new role with a popular co-star who's kind of known oh to God, be a, a bad boy. And so they're like, uh-oh, you better not have sex with him, even though they're both married. And then, <laughs> oh, my God. Hang on, I got that. I'll speed run it. Uh, they get to the set, and it is revealed that... It's cursed! The movie is a remake of a Polish movie... Called Forty Seven, which is no called Four Seven, which is like the two lead, the two leads were murdered on set, mm -hmm. so it was never finished, and this is a remake of that, and then, and then, uh, there's a they're person. sort of uh, returning to the film. Yeah, if you're picking up what yeah. I'm putting down, and then. She, it's a, it's the return. She walks through the pa she she you enters the palace. Do you give up yet? She enters the palace and then that's when things go awry and she goes back in time and then does she? There's yeah, like Polish stuff and a lot of stuff about prostitution. Got a light. And she meets all the abused <laughs> women and the movie descends into chaos when she enters the palace. Very similar to how when they, when Naomi Watts finds the key 
and or is it the other girl? Arguably, it's when she looks through the the hole and she burned in her underwear. It's when things start mm-hmm. to go crazy. In this movie? Yes. Yeah. I would no. It's when she enters the palace. I thought. Fair enough. Because that's when she travels. Back okay. Would you like time. me to speed run this Wikipedia? Did we need the Wikipedia? Yes. Okay. In a hotel room, a young prostitute identified in the credits as the lost girl cries following an unpleasant encounter with her client while watching a television show about a family of surrealistic and anthropomorphic anthropomorphic rabbits who speak encrypted statements and questions. A gramophone plays Axon N, the longest running radio play in history. That was what's, what was on the outside of the palace. Oh. Um, meanwhile, in Los Angeles, actress like Nikki Grace auditions for the lead role in the film On High and Blue Tomorrows, which is a funny name. Nikki is visited by a Polish woman who claims to be her neighbor. The woman tells Nikki two stories, one of a boy who, looking at his reflection in the mirror, created evil, and another about a girl who, wandering through an alleyway behind a marketplace, discovers a palace. The woman predicts that Nikki will get the role and asks her if her character is married. If the plot involves a murder, Nikki denies both, but her neighbors disagrees. The next day, Nikki celebrates having won the role as her husband, Piotrick, watches her. Nikki meets the film's lead actor, Devin Burke, and the two begin a relationship. Though Devin is warned by his entourage that Nikki is out of out of bounds due to her husband's power and influence. Later during rehearsal, the crew is interrupted by a disturbance. Devin investigates but find nothing. Shaken by the event, director Kingsley Stewart confesses that they're shooting a remake. Okay, that's all the stuff of the remake of the Polish thing. What's the name of the Polish movie, though? Nikki finds a Polish door movie. marked Axon and in Did an alley behind the set. Upon yeah. entering, she oh, finds herself at the rehearsal wait, weeks before and she causes the noise that, that Devin investigated. Devin looks through the windows but yeah. sees only darkness. Sometimes when you talk, it just tune you out. Oh, God. Yeah. This, this is where it gets we're crazy. We're like an hour in of this three-hour movie. In the house, Nikki finds Piotrick in bed and hides from him so in a closet Wikipedia. where she... Inco- in the house, Nikki finds Piotrick in bed, her husband, and hides from him in a closet where she encounters a troop of prostitutes who advise her to burn a hole through silk with a cigarette and look through the hole. Nikki complies and sees one of the film's characters, Doris Side, tell a policeman that she had been hypnotized by a man known as the Phantom to murder someone with... Oh, that, that was my bad. That movie's fucking... It is great. Handmaid is really You can cut that out if you want. He's just a really excellent filmmaker. He is. And sometimes he edits his movie. It can be kind of overwhelming at first and kind of hard to process everything. You don't know if he edits it. I don't know. Well, he he has an editing style. Like, even old boys like that. I loved the credits in this movie. The opening credits, so cool. I agree. I love a good opening credits sequence. Are we going scores? Yeah, you guys go first. Yeah, I'll give it a seven movie. out of ten. Eight. I was between a four and a five. Um, four. Oh my god! Sorry. So much hatred for I'm a sorry. movie about love. I'm sorry. <laughs> Palm Springs is a better rom. No, no, it is not. I would disagree with that. Too. Not in the slightest. I even like Palm Springs. Things. I forgot about 30 seconds after it well, ended. Well, I disagree with that. Palm Springs sucks. I'm in the middle. Of gave it up. It doesn't suck. It's just so generic and wrong. I disagree there. All right, this isn't Palm Springs cast. Well, I just want to say Palm Springs okay. is most overrated. Four, four, seven, eight. Okay, you can't call Palm Springs when you haven't seen every movie in 2020. Yeah, but that's the only movie I, I heard nonstop hype about. How yeah, Mr. Okay, Springs Mr. Is. King of Staten Island. Well, I want to watch King of Staten Island. I don't care about David. PD. P. Oh P. David. If you want to know my overrated movie, it's Invisible Man. I got to watch Invisible, Invisible Man. Invisible Man isn't overrated. I feel like everyone's like, this was good. 
This no. is okay. yeah, I never heard anyone like being like, "Wow, this is the best movie." I heard that Painted Bird most overrated movie. I haven't seen it. That's the I heard nothing about that. Genuinely, that movie one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It also didn't come out this year. Yeah. No, it's 2019 release. Wide if it wi- widely like I said if it wide releases during 2020 okay well you're a, you're a, you're a sheep you're the cyborg Sorry. you're the sheep you're a sheep if it's not by what Letterbox says the assistant is the best movie I've seen this year okay, I don't care about <laughs> why are we doing the Ozark girl yeah she's a fantastic actor. she's a great actor I started the she's assistant so I really wanted to finish it but I didn't get it too. oh my god I know I really wanted to finish it but I How got far this I think I got an hour in but. What I saw, I loved. Why did you finish it's it? There's like 20 minutes 20 left. Minutes, it's an hour and 25 minutes. <laughs> it's like, no. There's like 10 minutes left, and I'm done. I don't want to finish this. I think someone called me, and I got distracted. I just never went back to it. How long was the phone call? It's an hour and 25 minutes. Well, I'm not You were literally past the climax of the movie. Yeah, and also when I got off the call, it was like 1 in the morning. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, what's next? Trust me, I'll finish it. I don't think I can talk about movies with you guys anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're done. This is our last mean? episode. Anyways, oh, I, I forgot. I picked this one. <laughs> Inland Empire, directed by David Lynch. What's this one about? <laughs> Would you yeah, like? Yeah, How about we just read from what Wikipedia? Don't no, no, just no, read. no, I want to no, see I'll Carter do this. I want you to explain it, and then I'll yeah. read from okay. Wikipedia. Okay, I like this. Joke. Yeah. Uh, see how close you Inland are. Inland Empire is about an actress who. She's an actress, and she is in a new role with a popular co-star, which is kind of known to be a a bad boy. And so they're like, "Uh uh-oh, you better not have sex with him, even though they're both married. And then... (laughs) Oh, my God. Hang on, I got that. I'll speedrun it. uh, They get to the set, and it is revealed that... It's cursed! The movie is a remake of a Polish movie... Called Forty Seven, which is no called Four Seven, which is like the two lead, the two leads were murdered on set, mm-hmm. so it was never finished, and this is a remake of that. And then, and then, uh, there's a they're person. sort of uh, returning to the film. Yeah, if you're picking up what yeah. I'm putting down, and then. She, it's a, it's the return. She walks through the pa- she she enters up? the palace. Do you give up yet? She enters the palace and then that's when things go awry and she goes back in time and then does she? There's yeah, like Polish stuff and a lot of stuff about prostitution. Got a light. And she meets all the abused <laughs> women and the movie descends into chaos when she enters the palace. Very similar to how when they, when Naomi Watts finds the key in... Or is it the other girl? Arguably, it's when she looks through the, the hole and she burned in her underwear. It's when things start mm-hmm. to go crazy. In this movie? Yes. Yeah. I would No, it's when she enters the palace, I thought. Fair enough. Because that's when she travels okay, back Okay, would you like time. me to speedrun this Wikipedia? Did we need the synopsis? Wikipedia? Plus? Yes. Okay. In a hotel room, a young prostitute identified in the credits as the lost girl cries following an unpleasant encounter with her client while watching a television show about a family of surrealistic and anthropomorphic 
Anthropomorphic rabbits who speak encrypted statements and questions. A gramophone plays Axon N, the longest running radio play in history. That was what's, what was on the outside of the palace. Oh. Um, meanwhile, in Los Angeles, actress like Nikki Grace auditions for the lead role in the film On High and Blue Tomorrows, which is a funny name. On High and Blue Nikki is visited by a Polish woman who claims to be her neighbor. The woman tells Nikki two stories. One of a boy who, looking at his reflection in the mirror, created evil, and another about a girl who, wandering through an alleyway behind a marketplace, discovers a palace. The woman predicts that Nikki will get the role and asks her if her character is married. If the plot involves a murder, Nikki denies both, but her neighbors disagrees. The next day, Nikki celebrates having won the role as her husband, Piatrick, watches her. Nikki meets the film's lead actor, Devin Burke, and the two begin a relationship. Though Devin is warned by his entourage that Nikki is out of out of bounds due to her husband's power and influence. Later during rehearsal, the crew is interrupted by a disturbance. Devin investigates but find nothing. Shaken by the event, director Kingsley Stewart confesses that they're shooting a remake Okay, that's all the stuff of the remake of the Polish thing. What's the name of the Polish movie, though? Nikki finds a Polish door movie. marked Axon N in an alley behind the set. Upon yeah. entering, she oh, finds herself at the rehearsal wait, weeks before, and she causes the noise that Devin investigated. Devin looks through the windows, but yeah. sees only darkness. Sometimes when you talk, it just tune you out. Oh, God. This, this is where it gets we're crazy. We're like an hour in of this three-hour movie. In the house, Nikki finds Piotrek in bed and hides from so him in a closet Wikipedia. where she encounters... In the house, Nikki finds Piotrick in bed, her husband, and hides from him in a closet where she encounters a troop of prostitutes who advise her to burn a hole through silk with a cigarette and look through the hole. Nikki complies and sees one of the film's characters, Doris Side, tell a policeman that she had been hypnotized by a man known as the Phantom to murder someone with a screwdriver, but finds the screwdriver embedded in her own side. A mysterious organization claims to have captives from Inland Empire. In 1930s, Lods, prostitutes are beaten by pimps while murder permeates the city. Nikki, having become one of the group of present-day prostitutes, wanders the street while her companions ask, Who is she? Nikki asks several men if they had met her. Meanwhile, Nikki's character, Sue, meets a policeman at the nightclub and tells him how she was abused in her childhood, which led to her prostitution, and how she is being pursued by a red-lipped man. Sue arms herself with a screwdriver in response. She also mentions her husband, Smithy, a circus bear tamer with connections to both the pimps and the organization. Sue walks down Hollywood Boulevard and sees Nikki, but is attacked by Doris, who is hypnotized by the Phantom of the Killer. Doris stabs Sue with her own screwdriver, and Sue falls at the bus stop, where two homeless women talk about how a prostitute named Nico, beautiful woman whose blonde wig makes her look like a movie star, thus allowing her to walk through the rich district without drawing attention. One of the women holds a lighter in front of Sue and faces until she dies, Kingsley yells cut, and the camera pans back shows it's merely been a film scene. Oh, wow, we're already that far. Kingsley informed Nikki that her scenes for the film are complete, and in a daze, Nikki wanders off set into a nearby cinema where she sees not only on High and Blue Tomorrows, but events that are occurring. She wanders in the projection room, but finds an apartment building marked Axon, and Nikki confronts the red-lipped man, now known to be the Phantom, and shoots him. Phantom transforms into a deformed version of Nikki and then into a bloodied figure before dying. Nikki flees into room 47, which has the rabbits on television, though she fails to see them. She then meets the lost girl in the kiss. Nikki and the rabbits disappear in white light, and the lost girl escapes from the hotel into Smithy's house, where she happily embraces her husband and son. Nikki, back at home, smiles viciously at the Polish woman and finds a one-legged woman, Tracy Ashton, that Sue had mentioned, Nick, Nico, the prostitute, and a monkey. The end credits roll over a group of women dancing to Nina Simone's Sinner Man while Lumberjack saws to a log to the beat. Makes sense? That's almost... I, I said pretty much the same thing. <laughs> so, when asked about Inland Empire, this is what Lynch said about it. Right. He said... Just he refrained... I said I would mention this. Okay. Yeah, this is something I want to hear, actually. Lynch refrained from explaining the film, responding that it is about... Does that with every movie. It is about a woman in trouble, and it's a mystery, and that's all I want to say about it. Okay. And he refers to that quote he often does about we are like the dreamer who dreams and then lives in the dream. This is true for the entire universe, which he's used in 
uses in Twin Peaks, he uses in a lot. Sounds of like a cop out Lynch. What did you guys think of Inland Empire? I thought it was great. I was really entertained by this movie. I think there's a lot to chew on here, and I definitely like Prepare to watch right. it again. So I've watched this twice. First time I came out of it, kind of bewildered. Mm -hmm. I'd watched it alone. I would, it's been ruminating with me for months now. Um, this this time when I watched it, it kind of cemented to me that I kind of love this, and I'm actually really glad it exists. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, it's incredibly refreshing to see something as experimental as this, regardless of whether you understand ninety mm percent -hmm. of it or not. There's stuff, and in I here think there totally is stuff to chew yeah. on. I just think that in a way that I am not. <laughs> as well equipped as possible. Oh god. Like god. obviously there's <laughs> no. like his Lynch like dream logic. There's there's stuff going on with like abuse spanning throughout time and yeah. especially in Hollywood. Yeah, and the thing stuff I like connected that. to most was like Hollywood abuse and yeah, how these people get away with it. Yeah, that that's totally what like one review I've read in the past mm -hmm. on Letterboxd referred to this as a misogyny collage from hell, which I think is a kind of cool, that's a, that's cool, that's a cool good line on it. Because um, this is... This is like a feminist a, film. This is a, it's basically a collage, the way it's edited and everything. And yeah, regardless of like, I can you can sit here and pick a bar to how like a lot of this is kind of feels like nonsense and it's kind of mm -hmm. just Lynch throwing everything he's got at the wall yeah. and seeing... It almost feels like it's a lot of different of his stories thrown together mm -hmm. in a sort of montage of like dream sequences but I'm really fucking glad it exists and I'm really glad that he got the money to do what he wanted to do <laughs> in what may well be his last film mm -hmm. and I we can dig into it more but I'm mm -hmm. I kind of love this I wasn't a big fan yeah yeah it's a bummer but I, I again 100% understand. Wasn't a big fan, and all of the themes of misogyny in Hollywood and abuse, and even just like a reflection on cinema and reflection on film and Hollywood itself, I think are done much, much better in Mulholland Drive. Agreed. In a I, much more Mulholland Drive and enjoyable is, way. Mulholland the thing Drive I, is about this movie was I did not find it enjoyable. I there were moments I thought I were enjoyable, I thought it was but mostly I thought it was a headache. And I think this it's there's lo very long scenes which I think really drag and really go nowhere. I would say this movie doesn't which I drag think, for me. Neither. I think could have been cut honestly, and it's a three hour long movie, and I don't like calling movies indulgent, but like there were definitely moments in this where I thought like. You're really just wasting time. And that's I, why I felt through the entirety of Turn Horse. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> well, the time wasting there is purposeful, but we'll in, not get in into this that. movie. I just felt like Lynch has explored all of these themes more in a more in depth and yeah, no, no, I'm totally enjoyable with you. and Mulholland, purposeful way. Mulholland Drive movie. is totally like a perfected version of this kind yeah. of. Yeah. Which is weird because he made this three years after that. Yeah, and this, a lot of this seems like... And it's like every Lynch movie, he shoots like five hours of footage and then cuts it down. So I really do think he could have cut this down into a much more powerful... I agree. I told totally, I'm not experience. by in any means calling this like a perfect thing, but I'm kind of... I'm just totally here for it, and I'm like appreciate that like something this kind of experimental and out there can exist and can like make money and 
people enjoy yeah. it and watch it. And I, I think it's funny. I think it's genuinely unsettling at a lot of points. I think I actually really love how it's shot. I love how it's edited. I think Laura Dern's performance is kind of incredible in this. Yeah, she's really um, good. I thought it was really good. I don't. I none of the other performances loved it. really stood out to me. I don't know. The only visuals which stood out to me were like some of the scarier ones, like at the end, obviously the famous Laura Dern visual and mm -hmm. the face and like the bunny visuals. And I really liked that stuff and I wanted more stuff out of that. But then there were just long stretches where I was just very bored and kind of annoyed. And no, I, totally I really get thought that. the movie does feel like it's kind of fucking around it moments and yeah that kind of detracted from like the messages of abuse and misogyny in hollywood it really didn't work as well for me because i had to sit through moments which really did feel amateurish yeah which yeah i don't i don't disagree with that i think he knew i think he i think he knew what he's doing here like i think that as indulgent as it may seem i I just love, so? I love to like kind of, he just throw, he threw his fucking brain at the wall and I not everything so. stuck, but like I would, I was kind of there for a, the ride and like, but I definitely, like, upon a second viewing, I like picked up on more and I kind of like kind of trying to piece together this puzzle. The, the stuff with like, you know, like it's just his thoughts thrown against the wall and like, it's like not really a narrative movie. I think, like, and it's all dreamlike logic. I think that works a lot better in, like, Eraserhead by him. Well, no, I get that. I think so. Yeah, like, in terms of his non-narrative movies, I think this is much weaker than Eraserhead, and Eraserhead's a way more I agree. Experience. Eraserhead's a more narrative movie, too. Yeah, I guess so. There's a narrative plot you can there follow. There is a narrative plot. I don't know. I guess what makes, like, the lynching moments special in his other movies is that it is kind of a narrative. And I thought... When it's when you lose that, it just becomes kind of a grading experience. I will say, I, I totally understand. I, I will say, usually I'm the one that's always like, I need narrative to hang on. But with this one, it just seemed like Lynch was like throwing everything. I was like, whatever, I'm in for it. And surprisingly, I was never bored throughout this entire movie. See, I don't mind if you're, you know, if you don't have a narrative, but. Like, I mean, obviously, like, Holy Mountain would be the best yes. example of that. Like, there's some specific the movies I will say The thing about The Holy Mountain is that I was nonstop entertained and enjoying that. And I, in this movie, I, I just this. thought there were long stretches I wouldn't say I was, was nonstop entertained, but, like, bored. even, like, watching this a second time, I still felt kind of... I wanted... I genuinely enjoyed watching it. And I yeah. think there's some really hilarious moments. I think there's some really kind of deeply unsettling and disturbing moments. Mm -hmm. I and I genuinely liked like kind of trying to piece together the different timelines and plot threads mm -hmm. going on. Yeah, there's a lot to piece together it's, in this movie. It's a lot it's I do think difficult. I'll get more out of it if I watch it again. Yeah, I definitely want to watch this again. I'm very don't really too. have that big of a desire to watch it again. Which is unlike pretty much any other lynching puzzle. Like yeah. I I love the shit out of Mahan Drive. Because I think this, there's less of an answer here. I don't think there's really, like... It's not even that. I mean, well, if you it's ask more just, like, I really didn't find this to be that enjoyable of an experience. And 
yeah, I mean, enjoyability isn't everything for a movie, but if your movie's three hours long, and I think there's long, dull stretches where I'm not going to get much out of it, I just, I mm -hmm. struggle. I think there's some great Lynch moments in this, and I just think there's some great scenes, but overall, I just thought it to be kind of annoying and kind of a, a trickier watch for me. Hmm. But I still appreciate yeah. it. I, I like, I actually do really like a lot of the, thematic stuff dealing with like yeah do you think identity of women in Hollywood and just in general and like the idea of like history repeating itself and things carrying over throughout time like histories of abuse and stuff and I don't I don't know I just I remember reading something about this of like people theorizing that like this is this is all like Hollywood's dream and then this is kind of like highlighting the strain the kind of strangeness of Hollywood mm -hmm. and like what it creates. Um, I don't I know. I feel like he already did the perfect version of that. I, I totally agree. I think there are differences between this and yeah, Mulholland Drive. This is a Drive. much darker look at it. I think, I think Mulholland Drive deals a lot more with like subconscious stuff than but this. But I also think the part of what makes Mahan Drive so... No one here is arguing that Mulholland Drive no, isn't I, better. No, I, I haven't seen no, it. I, I think, anything. I think we... It is better, but I think what made this unenjoyable and what made me not really like it is that I think the descent into madness is handled in a much better way in Mahan Drive. Well, and I think they do so much to establish like this is the false reality of Hollywood for the first like hour yeah, yeah, and a half yeah. of that movie that when it does descend into dark madness I it's really effective. No, no, I'm totally and with in you. In this movie it kind of felt like there was never that. So when it's just nonstop Hollywood is evil for 3 hours, it can just become kind of yeah, kind of a headache. I get that. I don't know, I didn't feel I, I think it's I think it's deeper than Hollywood is evil. Yeah. No, it is, but I don't know. It's just I again I feel kinda ill equipped to talk about the themes here because it's it's a lot and it's just mine's greater than mine are the people who needed to be dissecting this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, mean, I need to watch it. The more way I see it, no to, one like fully talk about I'm just talking about how I feel. Is this that a, it's just coming out of this is like a huge thing. It's one of those movies where it's like, I can't wait to read more about this. I can't wait to read what other people have to say about this. I want to watch video analysis on it. I want to, to watch try it and understand again. it. I'm so yeah, I honestly watch would watch it again. again. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I would honestly rather watch the three hour other Lynch movies. Didn't even bother me. That's what surprised me. I thought the three hour run would definitely bother me. I felt, I felt the wrong For time, me, it, I just didn't feel it. Is this hmm. his last movie? He if claims, you don't count, if you Twin count Peaks, the return, yeah. If you don't count short films, it's his masterpiece. Like I gotta finish it. So fucking good. It's incredible. It's the greatest artistic achievement of the 21st century, in my eyes. Thus far, we have a lot of time left. Mm -hmm. We still have time for Freddy Godfinger too. He makes it. I can't. David can we Lynch. Do a, <laughs> can we do a Twin Peaks podcast. Can we do a? David? I would. Nick's gotta get his ass on that. I, I want to watch it again. again. I want to watch so it good. with my girlfriend. God damn it. I'm wanna, not even going to... I might skip over a few season two. Uh, I'm not... <laughs> no, I just want to watch season three. Again. Oh. Yeah. But you're going to... I'm not even going to be able to get it back before I leave. No. So much better watching on a Blu-ray than on Brazilian Netflix. Yeah. So it looks nice. great. It's such a good yeah, looking... Yeah, it's beautiful. It's on Hulu, movie. isn't it? No. It's on Showtime. 
There's a Showtime add-on on Hulu. Oh, you're talking about The Return. Yeah. Oh. The original's on Netflix. Is it? Yeah. Anyway, I I'm, I'm a, I've increasingly grown into a, a, yeah. a Lynch fanboy over the year as I've watched all his stuff. And I don't know, I just kind of, I'm really glad something like this exists. And I kind of love it for what it is. Flaws and all. Yeah. Because it's got a lot of them. But you know what? It's it's more interesting than 95% of what comes out nowadays. Very true. I'll say this, that I believe the reason Eraserhead might be my favorite Lynch movie. Oh, this movie. guy in Eraserhead. Sure. I don't know. I'm because I feel like every time I see something Lynch, I just feel like something won't connect to me as much as Eraserhead did. Because... I feel so like personally invested in like those themes and everything about anxiety. That's that's my most relatable Lynch for sure. Yeah, and I think that's why it's my favorite because I, every time I watch that movie, I feel like I've been there. It's, like I've had a cattle feed as baby before. Yeah, just wait till you actually have to start <laughs> getting yeah. married and settling down. That's when it comes scary. Yeah, I know. That's when the cattle fetus comes out. Yeah, but, no, yeah I, I think Mahan drives my favorite just because I think that's where Lynch perfected his craft and his themes and it feels the most lynch because of that i gotta rewatch it but i i have I, to watch i it. think that the return is kind of his masterwork but yeah i'm probably leaning because it's like well, it's just such it. a fucking epic and it just covers so many themes and like tr like it just really transcends the medium yeah. and deals with like meta narratives of like it's aging like actors to like television yeah, like it's, television goes really because the way, yeah. the, not to get into a Twin Peaks return thing, but the way Twin Peaks, the original run, kind of that's revolutionized television, like created this sort of season long format, not like serial yeah. episodes, like things not wrapping up after a season mm -hmm. or even an episode. And it was kind of a, obviously it was a play on like the soap opera, mm -hmm. which was the big thing at the time. And a lot of the ways the return is kind of a play on the sort of prestige television of today. It's spin on that, and I think it's, it's a <laughs> once again of what he created. It's a de it totally is the same way. That's why I think Fire Walk with Me is kind of the key to all of that, and I think Fire Walk. I have to rewatch Fire Walk. Fire Walk with Me. Whatever, you can think that, but I think Fire Walk. For some is reason, I thought like I stayed up for twenty four hours. I could watch Fire Walk with Me right Fire now. Fire Walk. And then with I passed me. out. Let's watch it's it right a, now. I don't. It's a masterpiece. I don't. It's a masterpiece. I don't want to watch. Fire walk with it's them. a hard movie to watch. I so, got it's um I want to watch all I have Twin Peaks a lot again. Of problems with firewalk. I still really like it, but I do have a lot. God, of I wish we could. I wish you would finish season, season three. three so I just really want to talk about it. I like finished it and like sat there for like days. Like I literally, wow. like I can talk to my mom. John, about you it, haven't gotten up in days. I, I can't. Okay, John's not moving. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> one of thinking. like the honestly, like out of endings of anything, like maybe the ending of something that's stuck in my mind more than anything ever. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's truly like... I'm very excited to get into Twin Peaks again. So good. It's a, it's a wild and wacky you world. you Laura Palmer's Diary. I've never read Laura Palmer's Diary. That kind of seems intrusive to me, doesn't it? Yeah. Like reading her diary. So that's yeah, kind of creepy. It's like reading it to Anne Frank. Frank. We can... Go Anne Frank, Frank joke. <laughs> All right, yeah, <laughs> Inland Empire is what we actually watched. Oh, yeah, yeah. scores.
Me first? Yeah. Eight out of ten. Nine. Five Voice crack right out there. of ten. <clears throat> I understand what was it. your score? Nine. Okay. Five out of ten. Probably my least favorite Lynch movie I've seen. But I haven't seen Dune, which everyone shits on. I'm so excited for that Dune of the Moon. Me too. If it ever comes out. Hodorowsky was supposed to make a Dune. Oh my god, yeah. I think they're gonna blow it. I never it. watched that documentary. Because they're trying to like fit it into one movie, aren't they? When the book yeah. is like incredibly long and like... Well, that's I the think thing. Hodorowsky had like all these insane ideas. Yeah. And insane. the studio think... was like, we cannot possibly find this. I don't this. think this... I'm kind of... Hodorowsky. I want to read... I actually think I'm going to read Dune before it comes I want to read it, yeah. I think after making Blade Runner 2049, Hodor... I mean... Denis Villeneuve or whatever. Villeneuve? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what it is. I actually is. like him. I think yeah. he needs to tone it back. He's. I think he needs to go back to like prisoner style movie. He's one of my Instead favorite of, directors. He right keeps now. scaling up, and he. I think he needs to. I wouldn't say he's one of my okay, favorite but directors. I think he's. What like, he did with Blade Runner. Arrival and Blade Runner twenty forty nine is great, and so is Prisoners. Blade Runner twenty forty nine is one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't think he's one of my favorites, but he's just a really. Solid filmmaker. Like, He's talk about building on the original so well. Huh. Yeah, I guess. I think... I actually think thematically the first one's a lot better. But the first one I have a lot more problems with. <laughs> when it comes to, like... I would um, say thematically I like the second one better. Yeah. Of what it means to be human. I, I, I probably agree. I gotta rewatch Blade Runner. I don't know. Movie. I, I think the it. first one... 2049 One of the most beautifully shot. Oh my god, yeah. Seen. It's gorgeous. Roger Deakins. Welcome to the Blade Runner podcast. Yeah, anyway. Finally got his come up. This is our in Harrison Empire Ford review. rapist <laughs> moment. Anywho. Sure. <laughs> never Solid never told me the odds. Never told me the odds. You guys want to do favorites? Yes. Inland, Inland Empire. Empire. Uh, I guess. I'm a cyborg, but that's okay. Oh, the worst movie. <laughs> I guess that's my favorite. What's next on the agenda? Oh, yeah, what is next? Not a great episode for me, at least. Wow, yeah. don't say that in the middle of the episode. I'm not saying about... <laughs> right? When I say that, I mean the... the, the Who wants to watch Eraser? The episodes. I'd love to watch Eraser. No, I want to I I play, play Duck Game. Oh, well, this guy. August. You want to play Duck oh, Game? What the? We're still recording! Okay. <laughs> anyway, Wait, I'm, I'm stopping here. Yeah. Goodbye.